And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Alpharetta Tech Talk. I'm John Ray, and we are still virtual, folks. We're not back in our usual spot in Renaissance Bank, but uh, we still love the folks at Renaissance because they've done great work with a lot of the small businesses around in our area. And I know this from my own experience and some of the clients I work with personally. So if you need a little bit more personal experience with your bank, you're kind of tired of the 1-800-MEGA-BANK experience, uh, give the folks at Renaissance a call. Go check them out at renaissancebank.com. Find the local office nearest you. They've got 200 across the South ready to serve you and great folks in those offices. And if you're in North Fulton and need a recommendation, contact me directly. I can give you one. But uh, they're great folks, and uh, we've enjoyed working with them. Uh, Renaissance Bank, understanding you member FDIC. And now we've got a, a great guest. I've been looking forward to getting back on the show, Craig Gansel. He's with FarmWave. Craig, great to have you back, man. Great to be here. Thanks, John. I'm, I'm glad to be back. Good to see you and talk with you and love what you're doing for, for Alpharetta here. Well, thank you. And you, you, you're a rocket ship. I mean, I know you're in... <laughs> I know, I know you're in agriculture, but you, you're a rocket ship for being an ag man. So congratulations on your work. But for those that don't know you, don't know FarmWave, why don't you give a little bit of an overview of your company and how you're helping helping folks out there? Sure, thanks. Um, well, we're not in rocket ships just yet, John, <laughs> but maybe maybe soon. Um, but uh, you know, FarmWave is. Uh, kind of a leading artificial intelligent company uh, working in agriculture technology. And we help our clients work on digital transformation as it pertains to agriculture with using, you know, machine learning methodologies around image recognition and a lot of things that are very visual based, you know, agriculture is a very visually, uh, you know, enhanced sort of, uh, of job, you know, or business with, looking at plants and looking at pest disease and um, weeds and, and, you know, stuff like that. So uh, we, we do a lot around, um, you know, image recognition and what started as a web app. And I think the last time I was on your show was kind of a handheld app. We have in the last year taken things to machinery. Mm. So working with, um, uh, you know, companies like John Deere, Case and Homegrown here in Georgia. Georgia, Agco, another mm -hmm. good customer of ours. And we've been around the world and, uh, you know, we're starting to put that technology on machinery, which is, uh, you know, kind of solving a big problem in, in harvest loss every year. And, you know, John, in the United States alone, in just the, just the crop of corn, uh, last year it was a $2.3 billion problem. So we're talking about a lot of, of waste here. Um, that happens not by fault of machinery, um, but just by, you know, changes in terrain and, you know, skill level of operators and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it, it, we, we, we finally pushed forward, um, got through our patent and it was approved. Um, so uh, patented technology here in ag tech and uh, you know, it's, it's a really fun space to uh, space to be working in, but uh yeah, just lots happening. About a month away, Harvest 2020 kicks off. We'll be busy straight till the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned it's a $2 billion uh, opportunity. 
in corn in the United States. I mean, that's just a sliver of what the worldwide agricultural market is, right? So, I mean, yeah. what what do you how do you see that playing out as we go along? I mean, I mean, I know I'm jumping from from a small sliver <laughs> to you conquering the, conquering the world, but uh, just talk, talk 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 about what that opportunity looks like if you can just keep carving off a bit bits and pieces of it. Yeah, you know, agriculture is, I mean, it's the oldest industry out there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a, uh, I think now it's over a $7 trillion global market. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're certainly, we're certainly not going to solve all those problems out there in agriculture by far. Sure. Um, but we, you hear a lot of people talk about this sort of, we need to grow more food by the year 2030 than we have in the last I don't know, several thousand. And I understand where that comes from, but it's not really true. Really, there's a lot of waste. Mm. And a lot of it starts on the farm before it even gets to, you know, distribution problems, um, spoilage on shelves and things like that. But, you know, combines, as an example, go through the field and there's grain that's left behind. Uh, corn, soybeans, you know, we started working in small grains this year, like wheat. So grain is left behind. And as you can imagine, the job of a farmer, I mean, it's one of the hardest out there. They are against so many things like weather that a lot of other industries just don't think about having to deal with that, right? Sure. And everything they put in the ground, they try to pull out in about three months out of the year. Mm -hmm. It's like 90 days of make it or break it. And in that 90 days, weather can be thrown at you. So, so there's all these, these uh, you know, problems and, and conflicts that the farmer has no control over. So when they're going through the field, there's an old methodology of doing like a spot check, stop the combine, get out, go back, you know, pull away some of the corn stalks and things and look at what grain is left on the ground, count it in sort of a one foot by one foot area, do the math on your acreage. This, this process takes like good 30, 40 minutes. Mm. And um, there was a, a research paper put out by actually University of Georgia. Um, and, and John Deere had some, some uh, um, sort of contributed to that a little bit on the best process for this, but it still takes like 20, 30, 40 minutes. And a farmer's like, I don't have time for that. I, I don't have time to stop the combine and do that. Rain's coming. I got to get this grain out of the field, right? I got I to gotta get this done before it, it rains or whatever happens, you know, some of the Northern states during harvest season, snow. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we took the image recognition technology that we were using on our mobile app. And we said, could we put this on machinery to literally count the grain on the ground as it's being, you know, left behind and give a real time indicator in the cab of the combine to the, to the farmer that says, Hey, you're losing an average of, two bushels per acre. Right. What that does for them is allows them to make changes and go, okay, I need to slow down, change my real speed, you know, raise the head, change the pitch of the head. Well, there's all, there's all kinds of things that they could do and they don't have to stop. They don't have to stop to do it. They just keep going. And when we would ask farmers, how often do you do sort of the spot check by hand? Maybe once a season, if you're lucky, once a week, FarmWave does it 144 times an acre. Wow. 
in real time as they're going through the field. Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a great, you know, enabler of looking at how they can retain more grain. And last fall, we did a lot of demonstrations with our prototype technology in the fourth quarter, average farmers, uh, about, I think the average farmer that we were working with, about 2,000 acres they were farming in the Midwest, they saw an average of uh, four to six more bushels per acre. And on a $2,000 farm, John, that's about sixty-eight dollars to $70,000 back in their pocket at the end of the year. So it's a real you know, value-add return on investment here. And you strike me as being a emblematic of, correct me if I'm wrong, the one percent improvement. I mean that that you you really create a series of one percent improvements that cumulatively add up to big dollars, big percentage changes, big percentage increases in productivity. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So I have a I have a term for it. I call it the force multiplier because <laughs> that's what we use in the military, John. Okay, there you go. <laughs> in, the, in, in the Marines, we call it a force multiplier, right? And mm-hmm. so. That, you're exactly right. That's kind of what we've got going on here is how can we use technology to find small wins along the way, but they add up to a great amount of value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in any market, adoption of technology is difficult. I mean, you know, Moore's law is just technology is adopting at a rate today so much faster than it did years ago it's surpassed us. I mean, we're doing things, especially in AI and machine learning, which have been around since, you know, really the sixties. And I was actually working on in the nineties in the military, Mm. Uh, you know, but today it's accelerating at such a rate that there's a lot of problems that we can solve. And so therefore it's kind of intimidating to a lot of people. And it's really intimidating to farmers. Farmers have sort of, you know, they adopt the way of doing things from their dad, from their grandfather and their great grandfather. And it stems down through these generations and breaking those, you know, sort of adoption habits is, is hard. Uh, and technology is difficult in their environment out in the middle of nowhere, often no connectivity. So it's about how can we get these small incremental wins, but they really add up to big problems. And that kind of, that sort of force multiplier is what in our minds, John allows us to, to your previous, you know, statement and question about how this can, can turn into something so much bigger globally from a global scale in this, in this multi-trillion dollar market um, as technology like this sort of, you know, finds its way out there. Uh, Folks, we're here with Craig Gansel and he is the founder CEO of FarmWave. Craig, one of the things that uh, you mention uh, repeatedly is that agriculture farming is a logistics business. Talk about that and the significance of that statement as it relates to how you, uh, the, the improvements in the technology you bring to the table. Sure. We, if you think about, you know, where your food comes from, and it's not just Publix or Kroger or the local grocery store, but ultimately starts at the farm. And it goes from there through multiple distribution channels, through inspection channels, you know, all the way to your grocery store and then home. 
it, it is really a giant logistics business, right? And then there's before it even goes in the ground where you get your seed from and your grain and then the machinery and delivery systems. And it's kind of all over the place. Um, but in that complexity of lo logistics is a lot of data. And that data is, is coming and going in, in hundreds of thousands of data points from the farm to the trucks that are, that are rolling to, you know, the grocery stores, the people doing inspection and so on. And so while FarmWave's, you know, core capability is looking at a lot of things from a visual perspective, the engine, if you will, uh, what we call the FarmWave core is a cloud optimized recognition engine, sort of our core acronym. It has the ability to look at data that's even beyond visual text, um, audible data, video, imagery, and put all of these things together, including location, uh, farm size, all the data, you know, yield map data from the machinery, uh, you know, data from satellites, and put it all together and begin uh, assisting in sort of an artificially intelligent output of decisions, mm -hmm. right? Automating decisions and how things get done. Um, a, a real just quick story. Several years ago, I was in, in Mexico with a company called Veggie Prime, big tomato operation, lots of greenhouses. And over in the corner were pallets and pallets of tomatoes. And they said, you know, while you're here, if you want any, just take them. And I was like, what, what are all those tomatoes for? Where are they going? Nowhere. That is what was left after they let all the employees take as much as they want home. Like every week, they can take as much as they want. Mm. Those are the tomatoes that are going to get thrown away mm. because they don't look picture perfect, mm -hmm. right? They don't look like the picture perfect tomato. And so the distribution people that pick them up to ship them to like Costco or Target, they're like, we only want the ones that look perfect. We don't want those. And so this goes back to that waste problem I was talking about. It's just, it's huge sure. because- Right, we'll, we'll take this to a to a level of, of sort of cognitive science and learning in, in AI. When we were kids, we were shown flashcards, right? Tomato, apple, car, whatever, right? Right. And that's how we learn, you know, from kindergarten on up on to how to identify things. Mm -hmm. And so we were always shown kind of that picture perfect tomato, that picture perfect banana, or whatever it might be. And that's what we think today we need to look for. When in actuality, those tomatoes that I saw in that corner, pallets and pallets of them, there was not a thing wrong with them. Sure. They just weren't picture perfect, right? And so where are those going to go? They're, they're just going to spoil and rot away. And part of that big logistics piece is only getting what's right and then when it, what looks perfect and getting it to the, to the end grocery store you know, as, or market as, as quick as possible before spoilage happens. And it's a real challenge. It's a real challenge. And, and even years like this year with, you know, COVID-19 and stuff pose even bigger challenges on people. Um, it's, it's, it's complex for sure. So you brought up the elephant in the room for everybody, COVID-19 and the pandemic. So <laughs> how, how does uh, the, the pandemic and the effect on the supply chain effect, uh, play into where, how, how do you play into all that? Well, we had, um, uh, you know, I saw I saw a video from a uh, an onion grower um, in California that had, you know, again pallets and pallets of onions that were waiting to be shipped, 
but the trucks weren't rolling because of COVID-19 and they just, they weren't, they weren't sure if they were going to get out and get distributed. Uh, what FarmWave looks to do is continue to compile that data. And when we talk about those automated decisions, how can we take that data with what we've got, you know, coming in from another sector and say, okay, what is available? How can we get it from A, you know, to Z um, with this person in this area or that person in that area? There's there's so many factors to really kind of pinpoint. But, you know, one way that, that FarmWave can help with all of that is from all of that data. We know this guy has a stockpile of onions. You know, who over here is running and is able to? How far away are they? What are the stores in between? And therefore, does it make sense for this person to pick those up here and take them to another location, um, which are just, you know, changes in the normal cycle of things? Uh, so those that's the kind of data that is all out there to really empower uh, things like, you know, automation and AI technology to make better decisions. And I think for those that know your company, you know, they think uh, what's going on in the field typically, but you, you're, you're really impacting. The point is you're really impacting up and down the supply chain. Yeah, we're trying to, Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to from um, uh, a lot of different levels. One we talked about a little bit ago with combine harvesters, but if we talk about in the spring, you know, when it comes to spraying in the field, uh, farmers will run through the field with a sprayer, putting down a fungicide or a weed killer or something like that. And, you know, they'll, they'll stop or the next day or something day later, somebody will go out, sort of scout that field, uh, looking for pest damage, disease, weed pressure, you know, application coverage right after they sprayed. But what if we took our vision technology and put it on these sprayers? And as it's going through the field, it was doing that job automatically for you. That can reduce the amount of times that a, a sprayer has to go through the field. So now you're talking about less fuel consumption, less compaction on the soil, better for the environment, uh, and getting more you know feedback in, in more real time to make decisions faster. So again, there's that force multiplier again, right? Solve one problem. Uh, over here, and it can solve two, three, and four, you know, in another step. Um, there's, there was a, last year in France, they had the best wheat harvest in a decade. And the price of wheat started to really go up. And everybody, you know, French farmers, I have a very good friend over there, uh, a good farming operation in, outside Paris. And Wheat prices were up. Everybody was like, oh, greatest wheat harvest in 10 years. The problem with that was they didn't have a place to store it. Mm. So they started taking everything to kind of grain elevators where they get stored and dried and kept. And they're like, we're full. We don't have any more room. Next thing you know, the price of wheat starts going down. There's spoilage. People don't have any place to take the wheat. There's no more. They're running out of places to store it. And we're back to that waste problem. In a situation like FarmWave, whether it's using the handheld tool to do your plant counts early on when they're just seedlings, and even when rolling through the fields and beginning to harvest, we're able to do yield prediction. And that allows knowing ahead of time an average estimate about what we're going to pull out of the field this year. 
that sort of data can better prepare the grain elevators and the storage facilities on you know, what's coming so that there isn't so much waste. And in a really good, successful wheat harvest like France had last year, you know, they can they can maintain that level of success versus the market kind of turning on them and the cost of wheat starting to plummet. Folks, we're here chatting with Craig Gansel. He's the founder CEO of FarmWave. Uh, Craig, what's what underlies what you're talking about there, that that predictive capability is uh, a value you've created of building your own data set. And that, that's something you talk a lot about. Uh, expand on that and, and how, how you've uh, done that over the last few years. Sure. So when you're building out image recognition technology, you have to have sort of uh, a backstop to do that comparative analysis against, right? So if I've got, you know, four pictures of, let's say, armyworm on corn, and I take picture number five, it's going to compare it to the other four and go, yep, that's armyworm. How bad is it? Where does it fit in between those four in like, you know, maybe like severity? And in research, you know, Google has what's known as ImageNet. And that's something that a lot of AI and machine learning companies are used uh, to sort of train, see through their processes. But that's for R&D only. It's against the terms and service, you know, terms and conditions of, of Google to commercialize using ImageNet. But that's actually a really good thing because that's sort of just a crowdsourcing of data and imagery. We decided that in order to maintain a high level of accuracy, which we feel, you know, in, in, in agriculture and plant pathology, you definitely should have, we needed to build our own data set. 16 universities, two research facilities, partnerships with the USDA, a big partnership with UGA here in Georgia. We started building out our own library about seven years ago. And it's got hundreds of thousands, I think millions of images in it now that are cataloged and have been curated for the specific purpose of image recognition and AI technology. And what that does is it allows us that when we take pictures in the crops that we've built models for, we are pretty consecutively about 85 plus percent accurate every time. Mm. And so, you know, you, you, you want that. You want that for any grower out there, crop scout, agronomist that takes a picture and it should bring a result back in about two seconds. You want it to be accurate um, because they're going to make a decision about what they're going to put down in the field next. And if you're wrong, you could decimate a whole crop. Um, and so in doing this and this process, and then got to where we are today with kind of commercializing it and putting it in a box and something that works on machinery, Farmway has been recognized by some pretty notable tech companies around the world as really beginning to write the playbook on how you take solving problems with artificial intelligence, productize it and commercialize it. Mm. And so we're starting to keep all this data and organize it on this playbook. Because if you think about the example I just gave, that's in, that's in plants, right? If you get something wrong, you decimate a plant, that's terrible, but it's a plant. Sure. What if we take this technology to healthcare mm. and we've got to get it right. Mm -hmm. We really have to get it right because if we don't, you know, now the results could be even more disastrous. And so, you know, self-driving cars, that's another one, right? We think about, 
how we build an image library to know that that's a stop sign, that's a crosswalk. Oh, a crosswalk means slow down, right? Maybe use LIDAR technology or something to look for movement within the crosswalk. Because if we don't get it right, John, the, the, the effects could be you know, disastrous. And so FarmWave, I'm really proud. Our fantastic team here has just uh, you know, put these puzzle pieces together over the past six, seven years on, on what this will look like even outside of agriculture. Yeah, that's great work. I want to get uh, dig a little deeper on that in a second, but uh, let, let's talk about what's ahead for FarmWave. Uh, I mean, you mentioned a couple of things uh, in terms of, uh, I guess, getting your technology in, in the machines, if you will. What is that? How does all that unfold over the next uh, year or so? And what do you see ahead here in the near term? Sure. So, you know, if you're if you're a grower and you bought like a, a brand new combine harvester in the past three to five years, you're probably not buying a new one. <laughs> They're pretty expensive. So um, we realize that there's there's definite value in an aftermarket component for growers um, to take a piece of hardware and put it on their their machinery and start getting results in real time. And so we're beginning the commercialization of that this year. Actually, it starts rolling out. We start shipping and delivering next month for this year's season uh, in combine harvesters. The technology on sprayers, we've been collecting a lot of data this year. We'll be building AI models. We've already started and, and into next year. But we're looking to deploy on sprayers in, prob- in you know spring 2021. And then planters, you know, you don't harvest anything if you don't get the seed in the ground. Working on some planter models probably next year with a look to hopefully deploy that in 2022. But in addition to kind of a third-party piece of hardware you can buy, put it on your machine, start seeing results, making changes, and see a, a real return, you know, we're working on those further automations with the big machinery companies for future machinery that has this technology embedded into it. And so as we work on a lot of that, it's it's getting to that level of automation where if you if you see something or the system sees something or a threshold is met by FarmWave on the machinery, then it will talk to the mechanics of the machine and adjust itself automatically without the human intervention, hmm. which is where everybody really wants to get to because succession is unfortunately a problem in agriculture. And so we don't have a lot of the skilled operators we used to have, and they're hard to come by. And so a lot of times you just get some laborers that are just driving the machine and not fully understanding on how to manipulate the machine to retain the crop to its maximum ability, you know, while harvesting. And so FarmWave is is on the forefront of working with a lot of machinery companies on how we can get this technology embedded into their machines for future sales uh, and future automation. Wow. Great stuff from Craig Gansel of, of FarmWave. So, Craig, you you kind of went down the road a little bit there of how this uh, technology and and maybe this way of of um, operating a data set is another way to say it. Um, in addition to uh, uh, maybe uh, how that creates value outside of the world of agriculture. You mentioned healthcare. Is that the most obvious uh, place to jump from here, or what, what do you think? Yeah, it probably is, especially when you talk about, you know, visual inspection, um, image recognition. 
it also has the most risk, so it scares me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Understandably, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really it's really difficult. But uh, um, healthcare for sure, uh, you know, manufacturing, automotive, and aerospace, um, different components in energy. Uh, there, there's a lot of areas where um, technology like this can be used even outside of agriculture. And and I've always I've always said. You know, I don't, I don't know that I like that it's called artificial intelligence. Mm. I like automation intelligence because that's what we're really doing. Mm-hmm. We're automating machinery. We're automating, you know, software. We're automating, you know, jobs um, and, and tasks. Um, we're automating decisions to get them done faster. And it's not really that artificial because the core algorithms the decisions to be programmed to be made come from the come from humans you know and and it's been talked about so much um and debated quite heavily in in the tech world ai is going to take jobs no it's not going to take jobs ai is going to create jobs we're not even aware of yet Mm. it's going to end up creating new jobs Mm -hmm. while it while it may automate some it's going to create other opportunities for sure. sure. And, you know, I think that's, what's really exciting about it is, is kind of being on the cutting edge of that. But there, there's a lot of different areas in which the technology that's been built here at FarmWave and sort of the internal tools and internal development that we've built over time and have gotten patents on that, that do apply in other, in other areas. Um, healthcare is definitely one of them. Uh, we, we have had some people sort of, um, knock on our door, if you will, and, and mm-hmm. ask us about that. We've had the same in uh, autonomous vehicles, um, autonomous sort of forklifts and robots and warehouses for logistics. And um, in manufacturing, you know, CAD software, we've had people ask us about, about working in those fields as well. And, and FarmWave, um, uh, you know, that's something that we are interested in, the, the current, the core team. Uh, there will probably be a, a spinoff you know, company mm-hmm. um, uh, from from FarmWave uh, into another name or something. You know that that works in those fields, but it, it's definite interest. You know, we're kind of a small team right now. We, we remain dedicated to agriculture and want to really continue to to drive value there. Uh, but there are some discussions happening. You know, w- with us with other people on on how this might work in other areas. Awesome. Great stuff. I look forward to hearing more on that at some point in the future. Uh, uh, Craig Gansel with FarmWave. This has been great. Really appreciate you coming on and and, and bringing us up to speed. Um, But for those that would like to be in touch, would like more information, uh, why don't you give them contact information, how they can connect with you? Sure. I mean, farmwave.io is probably the easiest. We've got a little, you know, one of those little chat bubbles down in the corner, you can mm-hmm. begin to interact with, uh, you know, somebody live, leave a message if we're out in the fields and not available, um, you know, info at farmwave.io, uh, you know, all that inbound traffic uh, is, is looked at all the time. And, um, you know, we're out there on Twitter. We're not big on too many social media channels, but uh, agriculture is very big on Twitter. Uh, and you can find us at FarmWave on Twitter. And follow us there, you know, as we travel, we're about to hit the road and we'll be all over the Midwest and the Southeast and kind of everywhere place to follow us. Uh, and you can reach out to us there as well. Um, but those are probably the, the best ways to get a hold of us. 
Awesome. Great stuff from Craig Gansel with FarmWave. Craig, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Man, John, thanks for having me. It's great that you're keeping this going during COVID-19 and, <laughs> and you know, doing this remotely. But uh, uh, I really appreciate you having us on. This is this is a real honor to be on your show and kind of share our story of what we're doing here in Alpharetta and how it's got impact around the world. So thanks for having us. Really Abs- appreciate it. Absolutely. It's my great pleasure. Folks, just a quick reminder that you can find this show on all the major podcast apps. Just search for Alpharetta Tech Talk and you'll find us. Um, and we would love it if you would connect with us on social media. So we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, North Fulton BRX is our uh, uh, handle there, uh, f- uh, short for North Fulton Business Radio. So we would love it if you would uh, connect with us there. So for my, gra- for my guest, Craig Gansel, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Alpharetta Tech Talk. Mm-hmm.